0: what's up what's up episode 41 tight end rankings what a new intro are we, are we talking fast now because we're, we're talking fast race. yeah <laughs> high rate of speed baby getting them knocked out what's up everybody? brothers armchair yeah armchair analyst your host Garrett wise joined by co-host and air guitar extraordinaire Man, every
1: time that intro plays i feel like i just need to play the air guitar you just get hype yeah yeah it just kind of bumps me up that's good i like that i, like I bob that. my head when the news drop hits
0: there you go and i play the air guitar when the intro hits i like the energy So, like I said, we were talking about high rate of speed. We're going through these quick episodes. Got one more here for you. Uh, Talking about tight ends today. We're doing our consensus top 12. um, Just breezing through them. Long-form episodes will be coming back soon. If you want to listen to some previous ones, I think it's episode 37. 37, that's right. Our last full one there with Jimmy Farley. By the way, thank you to Evolve Bank & Trust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now opening. sponsor. Yeah. Uh, We actually have a
1: sponsor now. We have cups and we have notepads and backpacks.
0: We appreciate that. Thanks
1: to Jimmy and Evolve Bank.
0: Yeah, go check them out. Get you a loan from Jimmy Farley. Uh, Totally free checking there at the new uh, location, downtown Jonesboro, Arkansas. So check them out. Anyway, getting into tight ends. We're doing PPR uh, like we have been. Uh, A lot of good names on this list. A lot of not so good names on this list. And a lot of
1: before the show tilting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we were looking at this consensus ranking, and uh, both of us are like,
1: "Man, I could move this guy to here and this guy to here."
0: Yeah, but that's that's the tight end position, you know. There's there's two or three like elite guys, and then everybody else, it's up in the air. You know, you gotta you gotta kind of find your spots. So kind of just two. Yeah, I, I, I was being gracious with the three, but <laughs> yeah. really it's two. So let's get into the first one. Uh, Mark Andrews is our number one man, and for for some of the uh, apparently the most underappreciated player in fantasy. Yeah, into Shan Eason. Oh, really? Remember? An yeah, that's right. Underrated, oh, underappreciated. Oh, yeah. Under, was it, yeah, it was yeah. underrated, underappreciated. Yeah, he um,
1: he hinted that Mark Andrews is very unappreciated, even though he was a tight end one last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so he's, uh, in most leagues, he is going behind Kelsey. He's going in the second round. Uh, to me, I would flip-flop those two, as you can see on our consensus rankings. Um, people playing in home leagues might be surprised by that, but I think dynasty leagues are people that have been playing throughout the year uh, and just keeping up with it all offseason, I think, I really feel like that's a consensus for a lot of people. Yeah, Andrews, I mean, he proved it last year. Him and Lamar have a
1: deep connection. And um, Lamar Lamar Jackson trusts him. He's going to keep throwing them the ball. There's not a lot of pass-catching weapons there. Now, Rashad Bateman was not fully healthy all the year last year. so But they did lose Hollywood. But they lost Hollywood. Um, and so there's some vacated targets that most likely go to Andrews and Bateman. So, um Andrew's number one on my list. Um, I think he deserves to be there, even though Kelsey could be the number one as well.
0: Yep, and then that's our number two man, uh, Travis Kelsey, coming back. Tyreek Hill has left. Maybe that opens the door for a little bit more opportunity for Kelsey, but he already had a great opportunity. Great quarterback, great system. Um, He's been doing it for years and years and years. Last year was his first year to be number two and like ever
1: six i think he had five straight number ones and then number two last year what a bum
0: yeah so he is a little bit older you worry a little bit about the age cliff but uh so far he's looked great doesn't look like he's slowing down any and and definitely uh deserves the number two spot at least and as long as patty
1: mahomes is his quarterback he's going to produce um he's probably going to score a lot of touchdowns so um this offense is a lot of vacated targets you know vacated targets tend to go to the running back but i think it's going to go to a guy i think kelsey's going to um benefit from this the most in this offense in my opinion just because of the trust that Patrick Mahomes has with him.
0: So this is where the tilt the world begins <laughs> and and where uh we you know some guys we want to move up some guys we want to move down. This is a guy I think we're both a little bit scared of and it's number three it's Darren Waller um just a PPR machine when he's on the field uh historically been pretty good but he does have Devonte Adams who is also a PPR machine. Um just kind of wondering what this offense is going to look like. He was banged up a lot of last year. Is he back fully healthy? A lot of question marks, but still some upside with Darren Waller. Yeah, uh, there's a big tear break between the
1: one, two, and then when we get to these next three, three to four guys. And I wouldn't mind having these next three to four guys on our list, Waller being at the top of that list. I um, wouldn't mind having them on my team, but they do hold a lot more question marks than the top two guys. And like you just mentioned, I mean, Devontae Adams is the biggest reason why we want to, question Darren Waller because Devonta Adams is a possession hog but they also have Hunter Renfro who established himself as a possession guy last year as well and a guy that Derek Carr could trust so um, this this offense could be different this year I mean they have a new um, some new weapons they have a new coaching regime as well so um, I don't know I mean it's just when you look at Darren Waller to me he just doesn't have as much upside as some of these guys behind him and he might be safer because he's a PPR machine um, but now that the tilt of world is here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. It's just I don't it, it's tough. And um I've got him ranked thir- third, um, but I could easily see him fall into like six or seven.
0: I would say in this tier, you know, if we're talking about the same four guys, assuming we are there's two that seem like they could ascend and two that kinda feel like they've plateaued a little bit and the next guy I think to me falls in that category. Number four, George Kittle. Uh guy that's been good for a long time. Just seems like it's just another year. He does have a new quarterback. Uh, we're going to see kind of how that relates. You know, Trey Lance had been saying he likes to throw downfield a lot, so maybe Kittle will get some deeper looks, but maybe that means he throws the receiver more too. It's it's kind of hard to tell. Um Kittle has been kind of injury riddled the last couple of years and and that's a little bit of a concern as well. That's a common theme with the entire 49ers offense. I feel like just oh they're all hurt. They always
1: some, everybody gets hurt yeah. and and that's the biggest concern with George Kittle. Um when he's on the field, he produces. I mean, he's just an absolute man and nobody can bring him down, but he's got to be on the field in order to produce and um that that's my biggest concern with him. Um, Outside of Trey Lance being the new quarterback, but um, George Kittle, I I actually think now that we're talking, I think I like George Kittle better than Darren Waller. Here comes the tilt, Um, Uh, um, but but the Trey Lance question mark does make it a little tougher to want to draft George Kittle.
0: Well, the problem with this tier that we're talking about here is like they all have potential to be, and and they have very good potential to be in the top five tight end range, if not top three. But there's an opportunity cost attached where it's like, what are you having to give up in draft picks? to yeah, get exa- they're, they're not exactly. going to be a late round pick for you.
1: So Yeah, exactly. There's, it's tough to pass up on you know your middle round wide receivers that most people like to get one of these guys or even like one of those upside running backs. I mean, you, you've got to give up one of those to get these guys. And um, I don't know if it's worth the draft capital or not.
0: This next guy, I didn't feel like he deserved the hype he was getting. And I had to look into him for an episode or doing some kind of research. And, uh, I, I couldn't look away. You know, once I started looking, I thought That's too pretty. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you know, I think I'm wrong. So it's, uh, it's Kyle Pitts, uh, rookie last year, over a thousand yards. He only managed one touchdown. And part of what was scaring me away was his quarterback situation and Marcus Mariota. But, you know, Marcus Mariota, uh, supported Delaney Walker to thousand yard seasons in the past. And, and, um, I think he could do it again, you know, the, just the talent is so great I, and I heard a stat and I wish I remembered where I heard it, but they said like PPR wise Kyle Pitts had the number one efficiency of any outside receiver, not just tied in, but wow. in the NFL last year as far as his uh, yards per route run and things like that. So anyway, elite talent. We'll see about the situation, but he's our he's our five right now and I'm feeling a little bit low about that. Yeah, um
1: you brought up the biggest point I was going to bring up and that yeah, the que- biggest question mark most people bring up is that the quarterback situation in Mariota, but Mariota did support Delaney Walker years ago um, as a very fantasy-relevant tight end. Now, he wasn't like a top two or three tight end, but he was very relevant and a guy you could start every week. Um, Pitts is way more talented and will be utilizing that offense more, so there's a chance that he actually blows up and could be you a know, top two or three option.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got a guy that is the opposite of Pitts to me, uh, is not an athlete or not... Not as pretty. Yeah, not as pretty. Uh, not the athlete like we've been talking about some of these other guys. He is semi, you know, he's somewhat athletic, but not like these other players we've talked about so far. And it's Dalton Schultz, uh, number six tied in. Again, the PPR opportunity is going to be huge. It's him and CeeDee Lamb that's the only receiving options that they've really brought back that are, that are substantial um, other than the guys in the backfield. And, I mean, this dude could get... I don't know how many targets, 100 maybe? Yeah. Not, not targets, uh, receptions. Yeah, catches. Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you. We kind of talked about Dalton
1: Schultz when we talked about Dak on the quarterback episode and with, when we talked about CeeDee Lamb on the wide receiver episode. Just like you said, um, there's just so many targets and lack of weapons in this offense, and um, Dalton Schultz is a proven commodity that Dak trusts, and I think that him and CeeDee Lamb have the potential to eat in the reception category for them.
0: So now we're hitting a tear break. I think we're at tight end number seven and, um, this guy I just don't know what he is. His uh, highest finish so far in his career has been the tight end five for fantasy purposes. And he has been banged up and he's had some injuries. So, you know, maybe he becomes an elite guy. Maybe he's a guy that we were all too high on to begin with. And it's, uh, TJ Hawkinson at number seven, um, lot of talk last year about Amon Ross St. Brown and how he was only effective whenever, uh, Hawkinson and Swift were off the field. But I think we're going to get to see in the first couple of weeks. Um, I don't know that Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't kind of continue what he was doing and doesn't cut into Hawkinson a little bit more here. Yeah. Um, and
1: the reason he falls, like he's the kind of um, athlete that is probably one of the more elite guys in this list as far as athleticism goes. And he has first round draft capital in a real NFL draft. Problem is, you know, he's got Jared Goff at his quarterback. We don't really know what his usage is gonna be with the new wide receiver, Jameson Williams and how Amon Ross St. Brown showed out last year. DeAndre Swift's gonna come back healthy. There's Jamal Williams as well. They just picked up DJ Chark. So there's there's a potential everybody. Yeah, I mean just everybody being back. We really just don't know what he's gonna be and he's got a really low floor, but he also has a high ceiling, so there's um, there's just a lot of question marks, and it's kind of scary and a little sketchy to to, to draft TJ Hawkinson, because he's going to give you good weeks, but he could give you like really bad weeks that's going make you hate him.
0: This next guy is a guy that um, maybe he falls to you a little bit later. He He's not going to be the tight end one this year, but he's a guy that you can plug and play pretty much every week and feel at least decent about the position, and, and that's number eight, Zach Ertz. Um, quietly had, I believe he was tight end five, was his finish last year in PPR. So He's getting work. He's getting used a lot by Kyler, and now De- DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Um, he's already built the rapport last year with Kyler, so, so could see him getting even more targets, especially early in the year. And, and I don't know, or maybe it's potential to trade him, do something else with him from there. Yeah, last year this offense um, made a
1: guy named Max Williams rele- uh, yeah. relevant in fantasy. Uh, yeah. He was a streaming option. People could pick him up and rely on him to get you know just a couple catches here and there, maybe a touchdown. Uh, but when it comes to the tight end position, that's actually reliable. That's that's what you need. And um, Zach Ertz was actually more talented than them, and he came in and he did really well for this offense. So um, I don't think his um, I don't think his role in this offense is going to change much. Um, and then with DeAndre Hopkins being out, like you mentioned, you know, there's potentially he gets a little bit more work up early on. So he might be worth your investment just for the early season success.
0: All right, next on our list. Um, to be honest with you, I feel like he's a little higher than I would like, but it's Dawson Knox. Uh, coming back, he had – I don't remember how many touchdowns he had last year. Several, a, whole, a whole bunch. Yeah, like 15 touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, I, think, yeah, like yeah, that. I was going to say 14. So, yeah, it was de- definitely double digits. seemed like – uh, it seemed like almost every week he was having big games, but he is a touchdown-dependent type of guy. Um, they've lost a couple of receiving options there in the Buffalo offense. Um, so we'll see kind of if his target share increases or if it improves, but he's a guy you can take. He is young. He is on a, a fast-paced, uh, pass-friendly offense, so he's got some things going for him. But so far, he's been mostly touchdown-dependent. Yeah. In
1: fantasy, you always want op- um, you
0: want different pieces from
1: prolific offenses. And Josh Allen is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league. You're going to want guys catching the ball from him. And Dawson Knox is that guy. He trusts him in the red zone. He t- I mean, he's going to throw the ball to him in the end zone often. So if you're drafting Dawson Knox here, you know you're you're banking on him scoring double-digit touchdowns again. Um, personally, I think I like a couple these next couple guys a little bit better than him just because they might catch more passes, but. Um, Dawson Knox is a guy who will most likely catch ten plus touchdowns this year.
0: We probably should have made some some adjustments to our rankings. Um, we're trying not to thinking? tilt beforehand, but yeah, I think I you, think you Knox right. is more towards the the back end of this list for me as well. Yeah. Um, but the next guy we've got on, it, Dallas Goddard with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, last year, Ertz left. You know, forever. We felt like Ertz was holding him back, having two uh, high end tight ends in the same offense, were not really working out. But really, I mean, I didn't see a lot of change in Dallas. Goddard didn't feel a lot more confident about him. Now they add A.J. Brown. I don't know that, you know, maybe that can help take some pressure off of him. But it really, I just think it takes some more targets away from him. So uh, what are your thoughts on Goddard? Yeah, this is also the offense that led the league in rush attempts last
1: year and rushing touchdowns. So um, when they get down close to the end zone, they tend to run the ball a little bit more. Um, but I do think that they pass the ball more this year than what they did last year, just because with the investment, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith is going to be in his second year. Um, I think Jalen Hurts takes a step forward. We mentioned that in the previous episode. So, um, Goddard, Goddard will benefit from that. Um, my biggest issue is just the target share with Devonte Smith and the newly acquired AJ Brown there. So, um, yeah, Goddard falls down a little bit lower on this list just because of those reasons, but he will be. A tight end, you can at least pl- plug and play every week.
0: Next guy's a guy I've talked about quite a bit on the show. Uh, it's your crush. Your yeah, crush. yeah. I think it's my man crush. Uh, so tight end 11, I've got him as number eight on my list. Cole Komet, Um He was in a, a game, I believe it was last night, a uh, preseason game. Against your soul, mm. Ah, Darn, is that no, not good? Well, I thought well, about, about it that. for a little the, bit. <laughs> the pronunciation.
1: Well, well, uh, it's Cole, soul, mate, Kmate soul mm.
0: soulmate. So about my you Your cool coalmate. No mate, like soulmate. Okay, coalmate. Uh, right, right, we'll better. We'll you work know. on it. We'll get back to you guys. Sorry, mm-hmm. just brainstorming here. On, <laughs> on here, we'll we'll get it together though. I tried. uh Kmet though. Last year he had a a really good target share. Last year he just kind of like Kyle Pitts, just didn't have a lot of touchdowns. Um, now Allen Robinson's gone. Kind of a lot of concern about this offense, and uh, you know I could see Justin Fields getting absolutely killed. But if there's any relevance to be had in this offense, it's going to be Darnell Mooney. It's going to be Cole Komet. And uh, I really like this guy for where he's being drafted. I'm having to remind myself uh, not to get too excited because... You could probably wait and get him later
1: possibly like like with you though like you don't want to reach too
0: far on him because you can probably wait and get him like he's yeah, falling down i'm thinking there. like the fourth round looks like a good spot to jump in perfect <laughs> yeah, get him in the fourth <laughs> now i was talking with a friend of the show shane easton and, and uh, i don't know if he's messing with me or what but he's telling me how into Cole comet he has become and and so now i'm scared but uh and he's wh- the kind of guy who would take him in the fourth Oh, I, I told him, I said, he actually kept uh, Mark Andrews for his team. And I was like, well, good thing you already have your tight end. He's like, oh, no, I'm taking him as a backup. Don't worry about that. And so <laughs> yeah, we'll go. see how it goes in the draft. Uh, but he's a guy I just feel like literally has, uh, I, I hate to, I would like to say more than top five. I'll say top five tight end potential. And he is going later in drafts. You don't get that a lot. Um, like some of these guys that we're talking about, Ertz, Knox, Goddard—they're probably not going to be really way up the list, but I think Cole Comet could be possibly. So we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I say I think saying top five potential is in the realm of possibilities. I don't think that's too outlandish, just because um, the I want say end, top three. Well, the tight end position is just so sketchy in general. I mean, it's just up and down, and outside of Andrews and Kelsey, they're not very reliable anymore. Waller has been proven to get hurt. Kittle has been proven to get hurt. We don't know what Pitts and Schultz will be really exactly in their offenses this year. Hawkinson can't stay healthy. We don't, I mean, so like if things can fall in the right way to commit, fall, uh, jumps up in these rankings or lands higher up in these rankings towards the end of the season. So, um, I like him. He's got, he's got a pretty high ceiling in this offense with a bunch of vacated targets.
0: All right. Our last guy on the list, just a guy. He's just kind of a dude, but, um, he's Here's got a couple, he's got a couple things going for him. Number 12, it's Pat Fryermuth. The things he's got, he's got youth, um, Rookie last year, correct? Correct. Yeah. Had a good – had multiple touchdowns and and really had a good year, especially for a rookie tight end. Um, But he's got the youth, and he's also got kind of a a changing situation with some of the pieces at at quarterback and things. So we don't know what's going to come for Pat Firemuth. At this point, I wouldn't run up there to get him. But if I can leave the draft with this dude and I've got good pieces of other places, I'm going to feel okay about a week one. Yeah, Pat Fryme is the guy that, like, if I punt the tight end, which most of the time I do
1: in drafts, um, he's a guy I'm looking for late just because of his upside. Um, the, he was a the guy they started to lean on later in the year in the red zone. Um, now they did draft, you know, wide receiver options and George Pickens. Um, but. Um, and I there was one more. Who was, do you remember the other receiver they just drafted uh, off the top of your head? Who'd you say? Harry? George Piggins. Yeah. Calvin Austin. was Austin, that yeah. One. yeah. Austin. Yeah. So anyways, I, I, I do think they'll still use him in the red zone when they get down there just because they trust him. And so to me, that gives him just a little bit more upside than some of the other guys. That is a good but, point. I think he's got a lot of touchdown upside down there. So. Um, and so like him and Cole commit are guys that I'm looking for later in my draft. If I punt the tight end, um, but there's always a chance. I mean, it's Mitch Trubisky or a rookie. Kenny Pickett. So Those are big question marks to me, but that's why he falls at number 12 in my rankings.
0: All right, guys. Well, it is draft season. That was our top 12 tight ends. Hope you guys enjoy. Keep listening to Armchair Analyst. Good luck.